can't believe I'm actually saying this right now. Welcome to episode 100 of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. That sounds crazy to say. Just took a second to, to relive that moment for just a second. 100 episodes. I want to thank everybody that has been a diehard listener, a diehard fan, checking us out on social media, Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Facebook, Edge of Your Seat P on Twitter, hitting us up, emails, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com, reaching out to me via text, phone call. I've had a lot of people show Edge of Your Seat Podcast and me, your host, Brandon Lashots, a lot of love, a lot of appreciation, and I appreciate it coming out and saying like, hey, we love listening to your show, keep doing what you're doing, you're doing a great job. I appreciate it. You know, you start something like this just because you love to do it. Love talking to people, love telling people stories, love being able to have a voice to talk about whatever you want to, and to have people want to listen to you and like hearing your different guests and want the variety and things like that, it touches me. It, it makes me it makes me happy. Happy to be able to do this. Happy to be able to say Edge of Your Seat Podcast is here to stay. It's awesome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back and sharing, liking the post, reviewing the post, following on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Music. Much love and appreciation. I could say that all day. I try to say it every show. Definitely. This show is nothing without people listening to it. If people weren't listening and telling me that they're listening and giving me feedback, I probably would have quit a long time ago. But instead, I keep chugging along because you guys are telling me that you're listening and talking about things that are on the show with me. Like, hey, you said that. Like, that was funny. Or why did you? Why do you think that? Like, I don't agree. And we'll have a chit-chat and we'll sit there and discuss. It's a beautiful thing. And I love that I have that interaction with the listeners. Let's keep that going and have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more episodes of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. And in the special show, gotta drop some love to the sponsor, the sponsor of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, right now the lone sponsor. Much love and appreciation to Olson Construction. Whether it's a light fixture or an entire kitchen remodel, Olson Construction is here to help. The family-owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty. Olson Construction specializes in roofing, siding, windows, doors, deck designs, remodels, garage additions, and room additions. Owner Keith Milas has been in construction for over 10 years and is willing and able to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction, which is fully licensed and insured at 815-910-5982. Olson Construction can also be reached on Facebook at the Olson Construction LLC page or via email olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. The special guest, special, special guest for episode 100 is my friend, really, really, really good friend, and former boss as the sports editor of the News Tribune, Kevin Klum. It was a great chat. I love this dude. Good man. We've been really good friends. He's helped me out in times of need. 
He put up with me for eight years at the News Tribune. He put up with my sarcasm and my funny jokes that only I think funny that he would snicker at and then keep going. My nonstop talking, my debating skills, always trying to push limits. Like he put up with it and did a really good job of dealing with me and we became really, really good friends over a couple years and did a lot of things together and still do. I mean, we met for dinner not too long ago just to catch up and say hello. And it was right then, I'm like, you know what? I need a special, awesome, amazing guest. Not that all the other guests aren't special and amazing, but episode 100, somebody that I thought could bring out something extra for a crazy, awesome show. I had to have my bro, the brosive, Kevin Klum, come on. And it was great. We talked about a lot of stuff, including high school sports, getting back in action, some pro sports, and of course, Brandon and Kevin together, we have to talk about Big Brother. Huge Big Brother fans, we've been watching for a very long time, and we do this thing where we draft the people in the Big Brother house, we'll split it in two. So this year, season 22, split up 16 people, we draft 8 and 8, those are the squads. And whoever gets evicted first is one point, and whoever wins is 16 points, and that's how we do it. Today is August 20th, it's a Thursday. The reason this show is a little later because I stopped for an hour to watch Big Brother, and there was an eviction. The first eviction, Keisha got booted. She was on my squad. Today's eviction was Nicole A. She's on my squad. So already, 16 Big Brother guest, two of them evicted, both on my squad. So I have three points right now, and Kevin has none, but his people don't start getting eliminated. I am going to lose this really, really, really fast. No bueno. No bueno whatsoever. Kevin can't be killing me like that. Never. Don't we always talk sports? Let's talk some sports before we get to Kevin's chat. First, I saw some scores from last night's golf events that I did not talk about on the last podcast. So, Wednesday's action, the LaSalle Peru boys golf team lost to Kalen 152-185. For the Cavaliers, Carta Fenza had the best score with the 45. Also, Hall, the Red Devils, defeated Burrow Valley 183-203, also on Wednesday. Sophomore Grant Plim earned the medalist for Hall with a 43. It's awesome being able to say local sports again. Talk about some awesome athletes from the area, coaches from the area. We will get back in a full fledge as things start picking up here. Already reaching out to coaches and athletes for future shows. I'm already getting excited. I'm starting to like shake right here on the mic of excitement to talk real sports. It's amazing. National stuff. Excited for the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, three days of Cubs and White Sox. Super excited. Entering the series, the Cubs are 16-8, White Sox are 15-11. In the last five games, the Cubs are 3-2, they were all against the St. Louis Cardinals. In their last five games, the White Sox are victorious. They beat the St. Louis Cardinals and then won four straight against the Detroit Tigers. Very, very excited about the Cubs and Sox. Always excited about that series, but especially when both teams are really good. While the Sox and Cubs are entertaining, 
Let's say the Blackhawks were entertaining, but their season ended on Tuesday, first round of the playoffs, lost the series 4-1, and lost the last game 4-3. It was kind of fun to watch. I mean, the Blackhawks, besides game one, where they lost 4-1, were in each game and lost by one or went into overtime, things of that nature. Of course, they won the fourth game. That was exciting. They battled. They battled. Going into the series, I mean, Vegas Golden Knights are big and physical and tough and really, really talented and skilled. The Blackhawks are talented, but they're a finesse team, and they just don't have what they had a couple years ago. Some pieces left. They're not big and physical like they were. They're kind of aging. Patrick Kane isn't young no more. Jonathan Tays is no longer young either. Those are the stars. Brandon Saad. Oh, we can keep going on. They're getting older. Vegas is that new team like the Blackhawks were a few years ago, and they're ready to take over the NHL. They showed it against the Blackhawks. We'll see what happens moving forward in the playoffs, but they looked very dominant against the Blackhawks. NBA playoffs still kicking strong. Started Monday, four days in. Today's games... Miami Heat defeated the Indiana Pacers 109-100. Miami now leads 2-0 in the series. Houston took a 2-0 lead with a 111-98 victory over the OKC Thunder. Milwaukee Bucks tied the series with Orlando Magic with a 111-96 victory. I thought that was a sweep. I don't know how Magic won the first game. Unfortunately, I did not get to see it. But Orlando trumped us all. Thumped us all. Shocked us all by beating Milwaukee. Milwaukee comes in pretty mad. Wins 111-96. Los Angeles Lakers are doing the exact same thing to the Portland Trailblazers right now. The Lakers have a 59-41 lead with 10-28 left in the third. Blazers, of course, upset the Lakers in game one. Now the Lakers are trying to even the score. I love the Trailblazers. Damian Lillard is my favorite player in the league. I would love to see the Lakers get knocked out in the first round. That would be my sports dream. I hope it happens, but I cannot see it happening in real life because of Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Two good players. Can't see Damian Lillard beating a whole team, even though it's not Damian Lillard by himself. Carmelo Anthony has been playing awesome. CJ McCollum is amazing. Joseph Nurchich, awesome. Trailblazers are not just one guy. Sorry I even thought about that. Not true. But LeBron James, Anthony Davis, two of the top five players in the league. That is hard to beat. We will see if Portland can do it. I hope they can. Other series in the playoffs. The Boston Celtics are up 2-0 over the Philadelphia 76ers. The same thing for the Toronto Raptors. Have a 2-0 lead over the Brooklyn Nets. Then the other two series are tied 1-1. Denver Nuggets, Utah Jazz, which I think is going to be, if not the best series in the playoffs, a tough second. Los Angeles Clippers and the Mavericks are also tied 1-1. I think the Clippers are going to take off now after the 1-1 tie. I do like the Dallas Mavericks roster, but I think the Clippers are just too deep, have too much going on. But all these series have been fun to watch so far. I've seen a game of every single one of them, and it's been awesome playoff basketball, just like I like it. Well, again, thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast, not just for this show, but for all 100. If you haven't heard all 100, please go back and catch them on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Music. Much appreciated. Much love. I've said that about 17 times. 
But that's how I'm feeling right now because it's awesome to have you guys with me, listen to the show, joining in the show, being guests on the show, us as a community, just being together and doing things that we love to do, which is talk about our love, our interests, our passions. It's what life is. And I appreciate you doing it with us at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. And thank you, Kevin Klum, for agreeing to be the guest of the 100th episode. You mean a lot to me. You're a good friend, mentor, co-worker. I called you my boss all the time, but we work together very, very well. You listen to my ideas. We implemented them. I listened to your wisdom, your advice, and it helped me become a better writer, a better person, helped me get along in tough times of my life. So I really appreciate you and definitely, definitely can't thank you enough for being on the show. Well, we will be back soon with the show on Saturday. Until then, peace. So we just figured out that this is going to be the toughest thing that Mr. Kevin Klum has ever done in his career. We've worked together for ever, it seemed like, eight years at, I always say the local newspaper, former boss, Kevin Klum, how are you today, my friend? I'm good, but I'd say the toughest thing I've ever done is work with you for so many years. <laughs> That's probably true. That's probably true. I was probably your toughest employee. Toughest to work with or like toughest like in a fight, you mean? Both. That might be true. Yeah, I would definitely go with both. I probably annoyed you the most. And if there was anybody that like tried to fight in our little department, I was probably the toughest. I can maybe give you the, the toughest to fight, yeah. You had, you had the size advantage. Truth, truth. And I would have used it. But you are correct. We worked, what, eight years together? Yeah, a long time. Yeah, definitely. We had a, what, probably a good six-year run with you, me, and Jared Bell? Sounds right. That was a pretty good stretch we had going there. Definitely. And we were definitely the longest department to be together there for that long. Yeah, we've had a lot of changes before and since then, but I've always been around for 13 years, a lot of different changes, but you guys were the, the longest constant. I would go with the best, too. <laughs> or now you put me in a tough spot. I'd say who's the best staff I work with. But yeah, that was a pretty good run we had there. We had a lot of good stories and a lot of good times together. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I had put something on Facebook either yesterday or the day before. It was like, name something that I could top five. And Jared Bell said top five Jared Bell moments, of course, because you know that's Jared Bell. And one of the first things that I thought of, like I wasn't going to answer him, but I think I will now. But one of the first one was when we dressed up as mascots for the football tab cover. Like that was an awesome time. And it came up with my Facebook memories the other day. And uh, my wife, Justine, always likes to laugh at that because uh, in the video I fell down. And so, of course, she has to make fun of me every time that comes up each year on Facebook memories. And on my Facebook memories, the same things pop up. There's the one where I was the St. Bede Bruin Bear and I'm acting like I'm a quarterback and you're the one coming after me trying to sack me. That was kind of fun. I don't remember that part, but in real life, if we were playing, I would have sacked you. (laughs) It would have been like a little mosquito bite. It wouldn't even felt you. This is already going awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Through the COVID-19, I know the journalism industry has taken a kind of hit, especially in sports-wise. Wasn't anything to cover, nothing going on for quite some time. What were you able to do during the COVID-19 quarantines and stuff to try to keep yourself busy? Well, I got two kids under four, uh, so that kept me pretty busy uh, watching them at home, trying to keep them entertained for, you know, staying in the house all the time. And then uh, watching shows with my wife, we binge-watched uh, The Good Wife. That was entertaining. And then sports-wise, you know, just try to, for work, I try to find a few stories here and there, some feature stories, and uh, 
I've also been helping out on the news side. It's been a nice change of pace after doing sports for so long. Was it weird? I mean, like you said, 13 years at the News Trib, sports editor for a great majority of those. Was it weird to get into another, I guess, department or do stories of something different that wasn't sports? Definitely weird. Just some of the new stuff, like covering board meetings. I, you know, I've, I've been to some of those with the, you know, coach hirings and firings, that kind of stuff. But in terms of actually like sitting there for the whole meeting and trying to get the hot topics out of it and the nuts and bolts of it, that that was something that was changed and. Even just recently this week with the, covering the storm, that's not something I'm used to. Like I was up in Mendota on the day after the storm, just kind of driving around looking for people cleaning up and fixing damage after the storm. And that's not something you're used to in sports. In sports, you kind of know, like, all right, I'm going to this game. And not like just searching around for people to talk to or interview. Change the topic real quick, and then we'll get back to what we're talking about. Did you get hit with the storm in Princeton? Surprisingly, my house and neighborhood was not hit too bad, but Princeton itself was quite damaged. If you go out of our, our neighborhood, there was trees down everywhere, like big trees and a lot of branches everywhere. And, uh, the power was out for a, a long time, but our house was, was fine. Well, I'm glad. You guys have a beautiful home. I'm glad nothing was messed up. And the only thing that happened was my son's uh, trampoline got thrown into the, the bushes and uh, didn't break or anything, so I just had to get that down and back set up. Ryan didn't want to fight nobody? <laughs> no, he was scared of the storm. He wanted to get down in the basement. And Ryan is your oldest son, and then you have a younger one that is two-ish? Uh, 18 months, Reed. Reed is 18 months already, wow. Yep, he just got his glasses last week. I know, I saw the Facebook videos. He's he's a cutie, man. Thank you, I agree. He did not get it from his dad, though. No, no, everybody says he uh, looks more like his mom. During the, you know, COVID-19, the shutdown of pretty much the world, did the sports department at the paper get shut down too? Obviously, you said you did some news stories. Have you been around the paper, like the building itself, or what have you been doing? Are you working from home now? Yeah, we work strictly from home now. I have not been the New Tribune since, like, March 30th or something like that. It's been a long time. I hardly ever even go to the LaSalle area anymore since I work, live in Princeton and I do most of my work on the phone. Uh, otherwise, you know, other than having gone to a few assignments like the, the golf tournament at Oak Ridge or heading to Mendota for the storm coverage, stuff like that. After IHSA decided, hey, we're going to break up sports, move things around, we're going to do the basically non-contact, easy social distance sports in the fall. What have you been doing now? Are you still trying to do the normal previews and you've been reaching out to coaches? Yeah, actually, uh, just a little while ago, I finished talking to my last golf coach for our previews that will be starting coming out next week. You know, we are previewing golf, cross-country, swimming, and tennis. And so I'm still working on tennis and cross-country, and I'll also be reaching out to uh, LP swimming coach Rob McNally here soon. And uh, we'll be getting all the info on all those teams in the next week or so. We've already shown, you know, sports has been your life. Long-time sports writer, editor. How does it feel to you to have sports back, things that you can actually cover? Oh, that's great. I'm looking forward to being back out at events and having some sort of normal work schedule again with uh, sports. And uh, it'll be nice for the, these other sports, you know, the, the cross-country, golf, tennis, all those sports that sometimes take the back seat to volleyball and football in the fall. They kind of get get more uh, played up this season so they'll, they'll be nice for those kids when ihsa decided that they were going to do this that was one thing that i said from the get-go was they're going to get some shine people are definitely going to pay attention now there hasn't been sports there usually is football or volleyball something i guess more attractive in front of them and you know nobody's looking at your cross-country runners now they're going to get the shine that they probably deserve the whole time 
Yeah, I mean, those kids in those sports are hardworking kids, and, and those are tough sports. And so it's good. it would be nice to see them get more in the spotlight this year. And you're just the man for the job. No doubt. <laughs> Since we have not had sports in a while, maybe forgot some names, who are some athletes that you're looking forward to covering and maybe some teams that you're looking to cover as we get sports back in the area? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> a lot of good athletes in the area and good teams. Well, in LP Swimming, they have uh, Peyton Hagee should be back, is back, and she was a state qualifier in swimming last year. I'll be interested to see what she does this fall. In tennis, LP has Lauren Klein back. Uh, she was a state qualifier last year and one of our co-players of the year. Now, obviously, you being a big football guy, is it weird not having football in the fall? Are you excited or disappointed that it kind of got moved around? I mean, I totally understand why they did it. I mean, it's kind of it's hard to social distance on football and everyone's on top of each other and there's so many guys. But it's a little disappointing as well. I mean, you look forward to, after the summer, not having sports and get back into it with uh, football. It's my favorite sport to cover. And especially like this year, you got Howard Fellows getting the new turf, and that would be awesome to see that a game on there. Now we have to wait into the spring to, to get back into it. And Princeton, I think they have a, a possible state, state title contending team this year. And I have to wait to the spring, and, and who knows I'm, if they're even going to have a full state tournament. And football doesn't seem like that's the case. So I would say there's definitely some disappointment with the move to the spring, but I understand why they did it. One of the big things, or I guess biggest examples of who this would affect, obviously you living in Princeton and covering the Princeton Tigers, they definitely have a chance of winning a state title if there is a state tournament. How does that affect your community, and what are people saying around Princeton, being that it might not even happen? I know people will be disappointed. I haven't really been out about too much uh, to hear what people have said, but I know this town gets very excited about their Princeton Tigers, especially like in years like last year when they were really good. Uh, you know, they have signs all around town during the, the weeks leading up to the games. Uh, my son, Ryan, would always get excited about it. He would always, you know, around town, be saying, Go Blue, Go go Tigers. He was still saying it a week after they lost in the semifinals, and I had to break it to him that they weren't playing anymore. Uh, <laughs> But, but people are will definitely be uh, disappointed about not seeing them this fall, I'm sure. Well, it's awesome that local sports is coming back. We have been blessed with Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL going on right now. No, you're not a huge hockey fan. Me neither. Have you watched any of the Blackhawks? I have not. I basically get my Blackhawks news on Twitter or on ESPN Radio when I'm in the car listening to talk radio. I watched the first game. It was nothing-nothing after the first I use the restroom, get a glass of iced tea, and it's 2-1 Vegas, and then like five minutes later, it's 4-1, and it's over. Wow, that's a lot of scoring, and uh, the amount of time it takes to to get a glass of iced tea. (laughs) I know, right? It was fast. I just wanted a glass of iced tea, and then all of a sudden, the game's over. It was nuts. But I do know you are a huge Cubs fan. You've been a Cubs fan your whole entire life. You're from Chicago. Are you excited that they're winning some ball games? Oh, yeah, and uh, I mean, I never would have guessed the Cubs would be off to such a hot start. I had some big questions about the bullpen and, and even the starting rotation, and it's been incredible how they really been so hot from the start, and 13-3, and as of when we're talking about, it's just incredible that they have the best record in baseball. I can't believe it. I just hope they can kind of keep it up. And with it being a short season, I think that's going to help them, since they don't have as much depth in pitching. So 60 games is a lot better to deal with than 162 in that case. Yeah, I think the shortened season will definitely help the Cubs. I know you're not a White Sox fan. I am. I'm a fan of both Chicago teams. If there's any years where we could see Chicago, Chicago World Series, this may be one of them. Oh, for sure. I mean, the White Sox are a exciting team to watch, being so young. 
I mean, I, I wish we still had Eloy Jimenez over on, on the north side. I still regret that trade that they made. I guess I kind of understand why they made it, trying to bolster the staff at the time. But Eva Jimenez and Dylan Cease, that was a big price to pay. But with so many young, talented guys in the White Sox, they could definitely get hot and, and make a run. And that would be something special to see a Chicago-Chicago World Series. Definitely in our lifetime. We've been able to see a lot of milestones with, you know, the Bulls dynasty, the Cubs actually won a World Series, the Blackhawks went on a a legendary run. Having a Chicago, Chicago MLB World Series in our lifetime, I mean, that would probably be the uh, cherry on top. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. You know, of course the Cubs would pull that one out. I don't think so, sir. (laughs) Game seven, Eloy hits a grand slam to take the World Series. Well, maybe he gets a grand slam in the top of the inning and in the bottom half. The Cubs hit a you know, routine fly ball to Jimenez left field and he misplays it. And the Cubs score the winning runs then. Maybe, maybe. We'll see about that. <laughs> I don't think so. We'll see. Besides MLB, NHL, trying to get some NFL going. Don't know if it's going to happen. Seems like they're trying their hardest, just like every other sport, try to get things going. You're a Bears fan, obviously a huge football fan. What do you think is going on NFL-wise? I'm not super hopeful about a full NFL season. I mean, just look at MLB with some of the outbreaks they've had, and it's a lot less contact in that sport, a lot less guys on the rosters as well. So, I mean, I would love to see a full NFL season. I I like to play fantasy football. I like to watch football on Sundays like everybody. But I'm just not super hopeful that we're going to be able to get that this fall. I don't either. I would love to, but just the way the world is going on, I don't think so either. And I don't say that with crazy disappointment. I do think... As Americans, as a race, we need to put our health and safety first. Obviously, we're sports fans. We have made a living off of sports. We are talking on basically a sports podcast right now. So we love our sports, care about it. But at the same time, I think healthcare, safety needs to be put first. And if we don't play, we don't play. I mean, it's not like life ends because football, baseball, basketball isn't happening. Uh, no doubt about that. I mean, I think we have to worry about this virus first. And then we'll get back to, to life when we get this under control. I mean... Obviously, you don't want to be shut down forever, but we have to take care of things first. I think that's enough sports talk. we got to get to the real reason you're here. Maybe not the real reason, but a big reason. Big Brother. You and I are both fans of Big Brother, and season 22 has started. It's already been crazy. Yeah, I was pretty excited to see Big Brother coming back, but there really hasn't been any new shows on for months now with everything shut down, and uh, so I was looking forward to that. You know, some really top-notch players are back for this all-star season, and it has been a pretty interesting start so far and you know they always have the big twists and we'll see how those play out we will and we've done this a few years this year we did another i guess we'll call it a draft where we'll draft the people that we want to win and then you know give out points so if you're the first one gone you get one point if you win you get 16 points since there's 16 people in the house obviously tyler's gonna win because that was my first pick but I like doing this with you because it adds some extra interest to, to Big Brother, just like fantasy football does to NFL. It's always fun when we do this thing. And, you know, of course, Tyler, I mean, he's a fine player, but he doesn't stand the chance against some of the guys I picked, like Ian or Nicole. How, how can you go against Nicole? She's been top two or three both times she's played, or has she played three times? I don't know. She seems like she's in the house every summer. <laughs> I think she played twice, but she's like a, a guest on every season, it seems like. But I was going to try to pick her up. You picked Ian, I picked Tyler, and then you picked Nicole. I was like, if I can get her with my second pick, that's who I was going. Well, you know, I guess great minds think alike, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out for me. I think I think I got the better team. I think you got the smarter team. I got the more athletic team. When I broke down the roster, that's kind of how it goes. 
Yeah, I was kind of going for that. I was kind of going for the more strategic players who are not going to be like the comp beast who everybody's scared of right away and try to get out. And I have a bunch of them, including Cody, who is the first side of household. Yeah, Cody has always been good at challenges. See, I'm, I'm a little unconvinced by how good of a player he was. I mean, he, he obviously hit, got second and was, was a good player, but I think Derek carried him along a lot that season. So I'm, I'm, we'll see, like, see how he does on his own. It's interesting. We're, what, first week? Only one weekend so far. Yeah, it just, life has been going by so fast, I can't even remember where we're at now. Yeah, I can't imagine being in the Big Brother house, though. In you, I mean, it's like 100 days in there. It's a long time to be stuck in that house. Oh, I bet. I bet. That's a long time of being around the same people every day, all day. And with no distractions like TV or books or anything like that, you're stuck talking to these people all the time. That would be insane. Probably get to do different things that you didn't do. Maybe uh, you and I would become bodybuilders in there working out or great swimmers or something. <laughs> I always say that if I was on Big Brother, I would I would spend the time working out, lose weight and stuff, but I'm not convinced that that would actually happen. I mean, the, the equipment would be sitting right there and I would have the time, but I'd probably end up finding other things to do, like laying in the hammock or floating in the pool or something. I could see you just laying in the hammock and not doing anything else. Yeah, laying in the hammock and, and maybe talking strategy every once in a while. <laughs> Definitely. Obviously, you picked Ian first. So far, going in, watching you know a week of shows, who is your favorite player? Uh, that's a tough one. I do like Ian. I think he's a smart guy, and he has capable of winning some challenges. I mean, he's not going to win like any sort of endurance challenge, probably, but... Uh, I also like Christmas. I thought she was really good in her first season, kind of got a short end of the stick when she got hurt there in her first season and kind of ruined her competition skills. I did end up picking up Christmas in our, our draft. I would say Tyler is my favorite. I was hoping you wouldn't pick him. Just I don't know why. I love this surfer dude. He is smart. He can win some competitions. But he's already doing what he said he wasn't going to do, and that's making an allegiance or a deal with every single person in the house. That always seems to come back to bite people, and he, that was kind of his mistake last time. People were really mad at him for doing that, so I don't know why he's doing the same thing, especially when he said he wasn't going to, but here we are. We'll see what see how it turns out for him this time around. Since we're talking about Big Brother, give me a top five of your favorite players. They don't have to be winners or anything like that, but just people that you've enjoyed watching their game in the Big Brother. Top five. Oh, top five that I've enjoyed. Oh, all right. Well, one who did win, who I thought was a really good player, is Dan Giesling. He won once and got second once. I mean, he's just such a great player. Dr. Will, he, he won, and he was also entertaining. He's always back now uh, hosting the jury, asking him questions. Uh, I, I liked him. You know who I, I liked? Uh, it was kind of a duo. Uh, it was Jeff and Jordan from uh, several years back. They were a showman, so they ended up getting married. Uh, I just thought they were entertaining. Jordan actually won her season. And one guy who I'll throw in there just to uh, annoy you is uh, Josh. <laughs> the worst <laughs> He was a little annoying at the start of his season And I thought he was going to get booted pretty early he, had, he ended up turning things around He was pretty funny with his banging the pants together Just kind of driving the other side of the house nuts So I'll, I'll throw him in the top five as well We're talking about just entertaining players He whined and cried his entire season Well, you can't blame him A lot of people do that at the Big Brother house And I hate them all <laughs> Well here, how about I put this guy as the top five Big Brother player The Zingbot one of my favorite episodes every summer. Zingbot is the best. He can be pretty harsh sometimes. Oh, definitely. I feel like well, you're the Zingbot of the local paper. I'll take that title. I, mean, I don't know if I'm quite as funny as the Big Brother Zingbot, but I try. 
I'd put you up there, definitely. It'd, it'd be a good rival, good competition. Maybe that could be my next job, Big Brother Zingbot. There you go. I would sign you up. I'd say yes, that's a good pick. <laughs> well, Kevin, thank you for spending time with Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Been a little different. I mean, we worked together forever, and now we're talking sports. Well, actually, not that different. We just did this over dinner not too long ago. But it was great to speak with you. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Thanks for having me on. I feel like an honored guest being on for the 100th episode. So can't believe you spent that many episodes already. So fast. I started this last October and it's 100 already. So I was like, man, who should I have on for this epic milestone episode? And I was like, yeah, let's go with Kevin. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Congrats on 100 episodes. 